Okay, so this episode I'm doing is going to explain the fairy and the nymph that was just in the grandpa story, the ancestor story with the grandpas. And then at another time, we'll do a whole episode just for the dwarf. But for the fairy, first off, um, I have my notes that I have taken and jotting down over the years of whatever of me, like, you know, learning about these fae folk. So this is about the fairy and just different things about them. So not all fairy have wings. Actually, a lot of them don't have wings. Um, the ones that have wings is only like a small percentage. So it's almost like seeing all humans and saying like all humans have six fingers. And honestly, there might be like one percentage of all humans that have six fingers. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like that. So the fairies that everybody are seeing on like advertised on movies and like books and things like that it's only been like one type of fairy that has been um noted or written about in history because a lot of them hide because of the horrible history we have with them as being humans and trying to capture them and study them and stuff so they don't really have wings not all of them at all actually some of them ride on like small birds or like insects and things like that they work with or cohabitate with um snails things like that some of them ride on top of them um some of them ride on small birds like wren like you know the little small um birds that hop around outside some of them ride on top of them they have sharp teeth behind like the glamour magic that they have so when they're alive and thriving they look gorgeous like whether they're male or female they look gorgeous um they're very alluring they have bluish greenish skin or like a tint to their skin and the color if it's more leaning towards blue is more like you know the water fairies are the ones that are like more over in that area near like fresh water salt water ponds things like that right and then for the um nature fairies um they're more green or have like a more green tint to their skin and they're the ones that's like around like bushes and gardens and like forests and things like that right the greenery areas so depending on what area they're in they're gonna match their area so that they can blend in and camouflage from humans and other um possible threats so in hollywood um they try to like glamorize them and make them seem like kind of like alluring that it's like honestly hollywood glamorizes them so that's a form of glamour magic it's like they make them seem like oh they're cute like tinkerbell and like sweet and they'll help you and shit but honestly um to be completely 100 percent with you nine times out of ten fairies are actually um known to be mischievous out of all the fae it's like the fairies that are known to be mischievous not like i said like not all fairies are bad it depends on the fairy but if you were to encounter fairies, uh, maybe like eight out of ten of them would be bad fairies. You see what I'm saying? So, or like they just have like a more mischievous type of energy. They are different types of fairy groups, and we'll break that down on a later date. But there's like brownies, um, elves are a type of fairy, pixies, spragons, things like that as well. Um, several different types of groups and things are unknown. These are just like the types um, that we have seen throughout, you know, the history of being on this planet. And it's actually been like recorded and write, written about because a lot of things um, was just like oral stories passed down 
And then at a certain point in time with our ancestors, people stopped passing along the stories because, like I said, people be like, oh, grandpa just used to tell a bunch of crazy stories. I don't want to tell my kids that anymore. Or those stories used to scare me. I don't want to say it. And like I said, with Hollywood, they glamorized a lot of our um, ancestors' stories. So a lot of the stories that our ancestors told, especially like Celtic, Norse, um, indigenous, things like that, African, um, with all these different fae and like merfolks and stuff. Um, yes, they did scare you, but they did teach you certain life lessons and things to keep you in line and to like respect earth and respect nature, respect your parents, things like that. So it's like Hollywood kind of like took all the lessons out of it and just made it seem like it's this fun, jolly thing when it's like, really, if you encounter uh, fairies, you need to be kind of careful. Okay. So there was also stories of King Arthur having experience with Faye. He wrote about it or he had books writing about it or something like that about his experiences um they used to like torment him a little bit so I'm guessing King Arthur wasn't a good person (laughs) because we just talked about how like um depending on the person and depending on the fae so like for example that grandfather story that I just did involving this fae they could tell because he was a child and he was a pure child he wasn't a bad mischievous child that it's like okay we can work with him you know we can you know we can get something out of this he can help us we can help him scratch my back I scratch yours type of thing so he just so happened to um stumble upon a group of really good fae now that doesn't always happen okay so um he just so happened to be lucky in a way um so with King Arthur, it's like with this person, um, they obviously could tell he's a bad person because they were tormenting him. And if you look into the stories of the Fae, or I think they used to call them like the fair people, the, the tiny people, the good people or like just little names and stuff, the fair folk and stuff. They used to, There's a bunch of different names that they would call them back in the days. Um, but he has several different encounters and all the ones that I read upon, they were like, bad experience where like they would tie his hair into knots like I said how they would give you elf locks so the elves were tormenting him the fairies were tormenting him he just had like almost like a haunted castle type of thing going on um and it could have been because he could have been like tearing down the trees or he just wasn't respectful to the fae folk or they just read his bad energy and was just like fuck let's fuck with him you know um a lot of stories started to come um about and getting like recorded written down and things um also pictures were being drawn and stuff during like the medieval era so a lot of these um depictions of them goes all the way back to that era so if you're like really into fae and you want to learn more go to the library and like learn about like the medieval times and like you know their experience their uh you know shit they wrote about and stuff like that it's probably gonna be in there um also like the celtic britain and welsh they also like try to make them a little bit more desirable but actually um out of all of the people that wrote um face stories the celtic the welsh and the britain uh it's spelled b-r-e-t O-N. So I guess I said Britain, but it's not like Britain. You know what I'm trying to say, shit. Um, it's like they gave the truth about some of the horrors, you know what I'm saying? Like, they did have, like, their little fairy stories and shit like that that was cute. But at the same time, I feel like with these cultures that I just mentioned, they also told you, like, the nitty-gritty truth about, like, the leprechauns and, like, the trolls and stuff like that. Like, 
um not everything is like sweet cakes and like fairy cookies and shit like that it's like they told you about the good fae the bad fae the dark fae the light fae things like that um some of the horrors that that can come about if you don't um give them what they want or if you like stumble upon the wrong one pretty much like those cultures that I mentioned they kind of tell the truth about them um also the magic is different within each fae or within each fairy um so one fairy could have the most powerful gifts and then the next one could just have like the very basic magic and um we'll break that down right now into how that works so it's like um they it depends on how like they mate so like they kind of have like arranged marriages or like their mating is like based off classism and like magical gifts so for example if you have like the basic gift of like um confusing humans and like making them think they're looking at something that they're not which like most fairies have that gift versus like um someone you're trying to marry but like you're really drawn to this person uh this fae but you can't marry them because it's like they can shape shit they can go through time portals they can um turn themselves into an animal they can you know what i'm saying so it's like the person that they would marry probably would be somebody that can do all those things like them and the person that you would marry probably has like one or two basic gifts as well so that's kind of how they do their thing like you have to have um some type of classism ranking or some type of astute magical gifts um because it's like the more um genetically higher your gifts are the more ranking you get so it's like the more potent your magical abilities are versus like the everyday fairy you know the everyday fairy that somebody might find might just have one gift versus like somebody finding like the king fairy or like you know how i mentioned like oh they had the fairy king he was hella powerful that's so why i was like he had control over the light and dark magic going on in the realm and like soldiers and stuff you see what i'm saying so it's like he he had an astute person and he was trying to capture this nymph and like make her um I don't know if that, like, he was trying to make her his wife or, like, what he was trying to do with that. But it was almost like he was trying to, like, arrange that for himself, if that makes sense. Um, Because when we get later into this episode, you'll understand why nymphs are very powerful as well. So, yeah. Okay, so they got the classism going on. Whoop-de-whoop. Yeah, so they can create illusions and fantasies. So it's like um, your reality that you're in currently like say you're at the bus stop and it's like um you see a fairy no you see a person approaching you but it's like um the fairy wants some glamour magic to be up on that person this person could come off way more attractive than they actually are to lure you to that person or whatever you know something like that or it's like one one minute you're sitting at the bus stop and it's like the next minute you think you're like driving a sports car or something and you're like really in the moment um it's like they create those illusions and fantasies to lure you or to draw you into something else. They can also change the appearance of something. So say, um, for example, uh, say you thought you were like biting into an apple, but the whole time you were actually like um, eating someone's heart or like something really fucking like, whoa, I would never do that. You know what I mean? Like I would never eat a raw piece of bloody meat fresh out the pack, but it's like... Um, in your head, you're thinking you just washed off an apple and you're eating it, but in reality, you're eating, like, a 
a raw steak or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they're going to change the appearance of something like that to like make you trick you for something else or like fool you. You don't see that it's like a poison drink or something like that. I feel like, okay, another example is like um, what Snow White and the Seven Doors when a little witch lady like gave her the apple but she didn't know the apple was a bad apple. It looked like healthy and shit, but in reality it was like not. Stuff like that. Um, they also can cause phantom sounds. So, like, um, example, um, like, hysteria, like, um, you know those movies where it's, like, somebody, like, is, um, in the tub or something, you can hear your baby screaming, but there's no baby screaming, or you can hear somebody, like, screaming for help, and there's nobody there type of shit like that, um, that type of situation, or they can also make objects appear, and then it's, like, it's also gone it's like i just fucking seen like a a doll sitting there like i don't even have any dolls in my house and the next thing you know you try to bring somebody else there and it's like gone they can do that too um anything to pretty much like cause mischief um now with some people you can try to offer them gifts or like do nice things for them to make them help you but even then um it's like that's not always gonna work um because it's like they they don't care like they could be very tricky as well like it's like oh yeah well yeah that'll work and then it's like nope you just kind of fell for another one of their tricks type of thing um they could also like appear as a lost loved one to certain people to like lure you into a dangerous situation so it's like they can um show themselves as like a spirit of like your grandmother your grandfather or some aunt or some best friend or somebody that passed away just to lure you into something more dangerous or they can make you lose things um but it's like they can't physically hurt you so they can't physically like go up and like stab you or hurt you or cut you or beat you up or nothing like that but they can like mentally do things to manipulate your mind to drive you crazy to give you reckless actions so that you do it you know what i'm saying so like drive you crazy to the point that you commit suicide or to the point that you drive off the cliff or you know things like that where it's like oh or you got lured to your doom by i don't know walking into the middle of the water and you know you can't swim whatever it is it's like um it's all mental so it's like if you can somehow get your mental back um it's like you know their little spell or their little glamour whatever they're doing it won't work um so that's that so it's crazy that like in that story the grandfather found the three and they like needed help because it's like he could have found one that was not so nice and could have like literally ran into um all uh, shit like can of whoop ass could open up on him um so then there's different types so they're seely and unseely. So I kind of like explain it where it's like the seelies is like they can be seen. Um, and it's kind of like a not a good thing, but it's like these are the type that it's like you kind of want to run into versus the unseely. It's like you don't really want to run into those. If you do run into those, it's like it's not really good. So seely meaning S-E-E-L-I-E, okay? They're also like known as like the golden ones or summer courts um, or like spring court or something like that. So it's like the ones that come out when it's like more summer, spring festives, you know, like very nice. Um, they're quote unquote the better of the two groups. They're still dangerous, you know, but it's like they're more nicer pranks over harm. They're more like, oh, let's put 
her belly button ring over here and let's like watch her run around the house and it's so funny because she looks cute when she's mad like shit like that versus like let's trip them and make them fall on the stairs you know like shit like that so it's like they still do little tricks it's just not so bad and they're quote-unquote a little bit better because it's like they might give you a chance to prove yourself before like prove yourself distrustful before they just harm you or like do any type of harm towards you so it's like example back to the grandfather's story um it's like if he was not a child and he's seen them and then it's like he has some type of ill will or ill intentions he probably would have gotten attacked whether it was a seely or not but it's like um since it was a seely he ran into and it's like um they're a little bit more easier to see and it actually says that they see they're easily seen during the twilight so like i said during like those witching hours or like during those um those times where it's like everybody else is asleep and shit like that um that's why he was able to like see her because he was out the house during that time and it's like you know they just out and about doing their thing didn't know that somebody was gonna come up out the house in the middle of the night and then boom so the sealies can kind of be seen like um like twilight dusk till dawn type shit um witching hour whatever you want to call it and he ran into her so it's like um that's that's why he you know survived and didn't go crazy or anything like that now the unseelies they're like considered the evil ones they are into like dark practices they don't need to be offended to fuck up people they just like hurt humans just for their own pleasure um they like they're into luring and like physical assaults on people like assaulting them in some type of way um you have to like pay really special respects to end the torment like you got to do something really special for them and even then so they probably still won't help you there's or like stop tormenting you they'll probably just um make you their pet or like their tool like you're never going to be equal to them so it's like if you're tormented by an unseelie bro you're just tormented by an unseelie even if you try to make friends with them and be like bro if i give you a piece of cake every thursday or every day like for the rest of the time i live will you leave me alone you he'll probably eat the fucking cake but he's still gonna torment you because it's or like he'll make you do shit for him or like just little shit like that because it's like you're you never could be equal to them they're never gonna feel like you're their equal or that um they're gonna help you it's just like no that's not gonna happen so when they're in a group they're called uh troopers so it's like they're group travelers and it's like they travel in a group together whether they're seely or unseely okay they're um when they're in groups they're called tr- uh, tra- uh troopers excuse me when they're um by themselves they're called like solitary fae or solitary fairies and it's just like one on their own now the thing is it sounds like it'll be like more oh you're like oh shit i'll just rather run into like one of them i can handle one you know versus like a group of them and the crazy part is um a lot of the like depictions of them or like the little youtube videos of people seeing them in the forest and capturing them real quick on a little 30 second spoof it's like it's always one by themselves every time i see it it's never a group and if you notice those are like the people that go missing or like uh there's this one guy that was popular on like youtube and then like now he's missing and he kept seeing like that one fae they're more dangerous by like one by itself than the group of them 
and I'm about to explain why. So, like, the, the group of them, the troopers, they're, like, aristocratic, okay? They're, like, a part of the ruling party. They have ruling party ties. Um, that's, like, uh, just they're just, like, a version, a smaller unit or a smaller version of the larger society that they're from. So, they're, like, the aristocratic ones where it's, like, you know, they have class and, like, you know, they have all these special gifts and all these powers. And it's, like, you know, they have um, morals and, you know, things like that. And then it's, like, the solitary ones are a little bit more wicked. And the way they get solitary is that they do something to get kicked out of the troopers group. So, they did some type of bad action or some type of dangerous situation And it's like, you know, instead of um, compromising the entire group of troopers, they kicked them out. So now this one little lone ranger is a rebel and they're flying around and they just so happen to meet your dumb ass that's up here trying to hunt fairies and shit in the woods. And then you get fucked up trying to record some shit on YouTube. That's why shit happens like that. And that's why it's always like one single one. It's because it's like those people run into the solitude um, ones that are like more evil. And it's like, um, yeah, basically, it's more dangerous to meet one than uh, a group. And the group of them is also called like a band, like, you know, one band, one sound. So like a group of them, it's more it's more likely that you won't get hurt. Um, Also, when they are gathering in a group. Um, or when there is like a group near or like you just recently missed out on some type of fairy gathering, um, you'll see a circle of mushrooms, a circling of mushrooms somewhere. So a lot of people call them a fairy, a fairy ring. And a lot of people that like hunt these things or like look for them or whatever, um, you know, you'll see them like, oh my God, or like people that's really into shrooms and like looking for different shrooms and magical shrooms and stuff. Um, you'll be like, oh my, they'll be excited because it's like, oh my God, I found a, a, a fairy ring. Okay, let me step outside of it. And there's like certain rules like, okay, don't walk in it. Um, you know, don't stand in it too long. You'll end up disappearing and shit like that. It's like, it's a portal. You know, it's kind of like when they um, gather, they leave behind a small evidence of like they were there and it's a portal. So there's all types of like superstitions that ring around um, um, the circling of mushrooms. And like you're always told not to touch the circle of mushrooms and not to ruin it. You like picking from that circle is like not good. And also you standing in it is not good. It's cool to like take a picture and see it, but it's like keep it pushing, bro. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, I think I mentioned the wings again, but again, like. The wings are really rare, like, out of the entire population of fae, fairies in particular. Um, there's only, like, 1% that has wings. Um, the rest of them are, like, they have the closest bone structure to humans out of, like, all other beings. Like, their bone structure, their physical structure, the way their, like, body and organs and stuff are set up is the closest to humans out of a lot of things. Um... Also, they're more attractive than, like, the cryptozoology and, like, the museums and things that have a few of of them that have been captured over the years and, like, put on display and shit like that. Um, They're a lot more attractive than the museums and stuff show. Um, The reason they look like that is because they're dead. So, it's like, when they're dead because they're killed by these fucked up humans or whatever, and it's like, they capture them, put them on display, whatever, it's like, um all the magic's gone because they're dead you know um so there's nothing magically alluring to keep their sharp teeth and like um things hidden basically but it's like um also the only other time you will see them looking like that 
is when they're um, on defense, like they're trying to not be attacked. Um, so it's like they're, they're going to pull out their most scariest defense so that, you know, they're fighting to death. So all those like looks and things that people think they look like and they're like got sharp i mean yeah they got sharp teeth and shit but it's like they're not ugly they're really not ugly at all they only look ugly in the little fucking books and stuff is because they just died so it's like imagine looking at a dead body and you're in horror or your face is shocked or whatever because this being is killing you so it's like you know that's that's your doom you're looking at your doom basically so there's that that is fairies so that describes um all types of fairies of different sorts and it also kind of explains a little bit more about what was going on with grandpa and the fairy in the story he came up on a seely and he seen her during the time where you can see them during twilight or like in the middle of the night and um he just so happened to run into one that needed help and he offered help to her so it's like you know he had a good partnership with them but that was just lucky that's like pure fucking dumb luck right there (laughs) okay so now for the nymph the nymph i have way more information on actually um and it's crazy because the word nympho or nymphomaniac or any of those like sexually um sexualized derogatory words that they call women um that came from nymphs actually and it's like um over time it's like they took the fairy tale and put the fairy side of it like the face side over over to the side and just took women that had the same type of energy and like would call them nymphos so it's like um you know how you know you piss somebody off oh you a bitch she a bitch y'all all bitches type shit or you know i ain't like the bitch anyways bitch you was ugly anyways if you know if they were trying to holler at you and it's like you're not interested well bitch you was ugly anyways you know what i'm saying it's like it's a derogatory uh thing that could have came from like misogyny or anything like that so it's like um basically they have the same energies of like hakate um artemis um certain like very powerful goddesses that are like um um very uh strong like fierce warrior feminine energy but it's like yes at the same time being these creatures um since they weren't really tied down to anything like you know how i just said like the fairies they had like arranged marriages and they can only like mate and breed and stuff like that with certain fae that were of their stature of their classism so that they can breed more powerful fairies with more gifts and abilities it's like with the nymphs they don't really have that they're kind of like just free to do whatever they want and they're kind of just like open with sex and they also have humanoid type bodies and features and stuff so they can mate with humans and they find it fun because it's like you're not a nymph you know what i mean it's like it's almost like okay it's a new flavor you know what i'm trying to say like 18 and up please i'm gonna put that in the commentary but like you know it's a new flavor in a way um so forest nymphs there's water nymphs and forest nymphs and i think i mentioned that and there's also like sky nymphs but they're called like celestial nymphs but um for the forest nymphs they have like twigs and leaves in their hair and they use it for like camouflage okay so for the water ones they um have like salt streaks and like seashells or seaweed or something in their hair for the celestial nymphs they appear like um stars or they may appear as uh clouds or like wind 
or you know like something like that where it's like an element of the sky in a way um so yeah those are different types they have they create like this hypnotic pattern on their skin to confuse their enemies so they have like on top of colors and stuff that they have like depending on what nymph i just named they might have an array of different colors or things like that but each one has a different pattern that's kind of hypnotic so if you ever like stared at like your striped black and white shirt you'll notice the vibrations of the shirt they'll start like wiggling or moving pulsating in a way so like imagine that but it's like on skin and it's like you look at them and it's like uh you know what i mean like it makes that little wavy noise it's like you kind of just go into this trance that's what their skin is like um and it confuses like enemies but it also confuses humans too they don't have an iris or a pupil, so they just have, like, black eyes. So if you ever on TikTok and you know that, like, evil eye, like, look when it's, like, the whole thing's black, that's what their eyes look like. They decorate their bodies with the elements of their home. So, like I just said, wherever they're from, whether it's celestial, in the sky, the forest, or the water, um, that's the type of decorations that they have on their body or in their hair. Most of them have a bluish or greenish skin tone, depending on forest or water. Um, and they will use weapons if needed. Like, they're they're definitely, like, um, they have weapons. They have, like, bow and arrows and, you know, whatever else they need um, as weapons to protect things. They're nature guardians. They're nature spirits. And some of them are, like, minor deities of the Fey realm. So, again, when I say minor deities in their realm, they're probably big. But in our realm, since we can't know their names and we can't worship them because it takes their power, it's like it makes them a minor deity. So it's like um, wherever they're from, they're, they have big names. They have big purposes. But most of them are meant to like protect in a certain area or a certain creature from harm. And most of them have like a humanoid type spirit. They're highly intelligent um, and they have like a single minded approach with protection. So it's like... For example, if I was a forest nymph and, like, my main um, objective was, like, to protect, like, the forest tree of life that, like, was in the middle of the Amazons or some shit, I don't know. But it's, like, nobody really knew about it besides, like, them. And, like, if a human stumbled upon it and drunk the water, they can, like, live forever or some shit like that, right? It's, like, that's my only goal. So it's, like, nothing else matters. I wake up, eat, sleep, breathe shit. And that's my goal. That's what I'm protecting. That's kind of like their thing. Um, That's how they are. They're cool if you're cool. You know what I mean? Like, if you stumble, like, for example, even if you were a random person and say you were exploring Amazons, but you was just doing it for some some humble abode type shit. Like, you just awesome, awesome shit. Like, I just want to see what, like, my ancestors was about. Or I just want to, you know, just see if I could survive or whatever. I don't know why you would try to survive in the Amazons because there's hella animals and shit. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just say you stumble upon them somewhere in the forest and it's like you do happen to be in an area that they're guarding with the the magical fucking tree or something right it's like um if you're stumbling upon them and it's like you're just oh shit my bad you know like you don't even realize it it's like you'll be good it's like they can read your attentions they can sense your attentions before you even say anything or try to do anything so they'll know if you came out here to seek after one of them and to try to kill them capture them take over their 
land or post their thing they're securing, whatever it is, like they they can sense that already, so you don't have to say nothing. Um, if you're a bad person, they can sense that too, and they'll probably try to attack you before you can even do anything, before you even know they're there, they're gonna try to attack you, basically. And it's like, um, it also warns you to never lie or try to trick them. Like, that's just one thing you just don't do. Um, it's not smart, especially because they can read your mind. You know what I mean? Um, they have this very youthful nature about them. They're very youthful. They could also look like a young woman all the time. It's like, you're probably never going to run into like an old nymph, you know what I'm saying? Like loose skin loose boobs and shit like that you probably ain't gonna run into one of them like they're always gonna be youthful nature where it's like um budding sexuality like your prime age like your prime age and that's another reason why it's like um they have this energy of like primal um primal sex and like um it's almost like it's this energy of like women suffering from like sexual hysteria or like you know you just gotta get it out um that's why it's because it's like the age that they're in is like budding sexuality when you're like your prime pretty much um and that's the age they can they can pretty much like stay in that like um stamina stamina age or they can stay in that primal energy as long as they want to they don't have to age or anything like that you know what i mean um now they also protect from genocide so it's like um example like um I can use this for example like New York City. If you really look at New York City like back in the day, all that was like trees. And if you look at it now, it's all buildings and there's only Central Park. Central Park was the last park to have black people there and they're called it was called like an Ashanti town. And it's a derogatory name for, you know, black people, but it was called Ashanti town where it was like they were trying to say they were like scavengers and stuff, but it was literally like just runaway slaves. That was a part of the runaway um, Underground Railroad as well. That was like one of the stops, Central Park. And like, um, that was the only place left after they got them building all the buildings. So they pushed them all out. Right. So it's like, um, imagine how many like homes of the fae and fairies and nymphs and stuff you killed when building all of New York City. And the only patch of land they have left is Central Park. You see what I'm saying? So it's like that type of shit. Like genocide like that. That's genocide to them because it's like those were homes. Those were communities and shit like that. We don't even fucking think about or know about because we're too... We act like we're so superior as like human beings that we don't think of other beings and other um, life forms on this planet as well as off this planet you know what I'm saying so it's like that's the type of genocide that they protect from they have this young fierce female energy they do have shape-shifting abilities so I remember like on the grandpa thing I was like I'm gonna confirm some stuff so they can shape-shift okay um and they also like blend in with the background um whatever background that they're in as a defense mechanism they live by forest, fresh water, salt water, and mountains. Um, they also, like, they um, can protect, I think I said that, protect animals. Like, there's, um, there's a um, nymph assigned to each animal in each area of land. So, like, say you got a group of squirrels somewhere. 
there's a nymph assigned to those group of squirrels. You know what I'm saying? Like, just say there's a bear somewhere in the wilderness. There's a nymph assigned to that bear in their family. Or, you know, to that roseberry bush or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's a nymph assigned to everywhere. Um, and then in all these locations, forest, freshwater, saltwater, mountains, there's, they're, yeah, they're hella, bro. They're just hella, okay? Um, they have their own, all these areas have their own nymph of protection. Nymphs are only feminine energies, okay? So, the other thing is, they can be men too, and we're going to get into that later. But for right now, for the most part, especially in today's time, they're only feminine energies, they also work with the wind and the air elements. They can appear naked to people that's on looking. Um, so they can. So it depends on who's looking. So like I said, they can kind of read your intentions, read your mind before you even say anything or do anything. They kind of know you're coming, you know. So it's like depending on who's coming, if they know you're kind of like a horn dog, they'll be naked. If they know it's like you're kind of more modest, they'll wear a white dress. Or, you know, if they're a little curious about some shit or something like that, they might just wear a skirt of leaves or something. So it's like they kind of like, depending on how you see them, is like they read your energy before that. Um, they're believed to be spirits of unsettled women that like passed on or sim- um, spirits of like temptress or like um, oracle women, um, some shaman women that healed humans and things like that because they have all these gifts so a lot of people believe like from certain cultures that these are like women that either died and they were like living an unsettled life like they never settled down and maybe they were just like you know very promiscuous some of them were just like you know very luring temptresses in their lifetime some of them were actual oracles and some of them were actual healers and shamans it just you know that's just it's a it's a it's a wide variety of the type of nymph you can run into. Um, they can lure men and dance with them to kill the ones that defy them. So, example, like how I said, you never lie to them or anything. So, like, say you did stumble upon um, a nymph, and it's like um, you tried to lie and say your intentions were good, and it's like she already knew your intentions weren't good. She can still trick you to think that, oh, okay, um, I believed him, you know, like, or I believed her, whatever, and she's going to lure you in, you're going to dance with her, and then it's like, you're dead, you know? Or you could even be like, if this is the Danish type, it's like um, the Ellie folk that I mentioned um, with the elves, it's like, um, you'll dance till you're dead, and it's like they slow down time and shit like that. So it's almost like that. If you defy them, then that's it. Um, At first glance with a lot of them that show um, that, that you like run into when you're in these areas that you may run into at first glance um to people that don't know what they're looking at um they look like an unkept woman so like okay so if you ran into one of them in the forest or the woods or something like that it'll look like a woman that like been lost in the woods that got dirt like on her cheeks and shit her clothes are kind of tampered and dirty if she has clothes on you know um she got tangles or locks or matted hair, twigs in her hair, dirt in her hair, leaves in her hair, stuff like that. So it's like, oh my God, are you okay? How long you been out here? Shit like that. Nine times out of ten, especially if she come out of nowhere. Nine times out of ten, that's a nymph. For sea nymphs, like I said, if you run into one of those and they're kind of like straddling along the beach or you just chilling along the beach and like out of nowhere, you just find this helpless damsel in distress and she got like seaweed in her hair and salt streaks in her hair and seashells and shit and it's like, hold on now like 
you know, I know you look like you hurt, but it's like at the same time, how did you get the, that, that starfish to sit in your hair like that or some shit like that? That's one too. Um, just remember that they're always going to have some type of personification of their natural environment decorated on their beauty or like something like that. They're always going to wear, wear it with pride in, in their hair or something like that. But it, it also is like for protection and camouflage too. Um, there are male nymphs. The thing is, um, they, they are the ones, cause I remember in the podcast, I was like, I'm gonna confirm it for you guys. When I said they have the ability to change their gender, they do. It's just the men. Okay. So, um, feminine born nymphs, they're just always female. They, they cannot change to men. Now the men that are like the nymphs that are born men, they can change their, um, their, um, gender to feminine. Like they can shape shift into a female. And the reason for that is um, it actually goes back all the way to like ancient Greece. And it's because like the reason they can change their sexual organs because they had experiences with this in ancient Greece. Um, where it's like they tried um, homosexuality with ancient Greece um, with like the men nymphs that were there. But it's like that was not so welcomed. Not everybody was in into that lifestyle. So it's like it became like an element of danger. The more men, um, nymphs that were like subjugated um, to attack and like um, anger and danger and like, you know, just it was like it was just not welcomed as much. So it's like in order for them to be trustworthy, they would change their sexual organs to be feminine. And it was like, you know, that was more like uh in cases to help be like desired after and also like to take non-threatening approaches so it's like in ancient greece a lot of those stories of like homosexuality and stuff like reread those because you may read like if you're reading through the lines you may see that it's like oh shit they're talking about a a nymph or like you know what i mean because i know they had it back then and i know it's like not a big thing now but back in those times it was and it's like the what they're mentioning without telling you guys what it is, is they're mentioning that these homosexual acts that was happening in ancient Greece were with male nymphs. So these weren't even like human beings, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, look into that, bro. <laughs> look into that. Trust me. I'm like reading as much as I've read. It's so like, I don't know. It's just, I love it. <laughs> I'm like, you can never stop learning about stuff. So, yeah, so basically, like, they've seen, like, that was danger. People were getting attacked. Nymphs were getting attacked. They were dying. Um, It was like, you know, they tried to find a way to be more trustworthy and not entice, like, human fear and violence because they realized, like, they're highly intelligent. So they realized, like, okay, they're fearful of what happens when, like, you know, um, there's homosexuality going around. They're fearful of, like, two men being with each other or something like that or shit. Yeah, it mainly seemed like it was men. So it's like... um. They basically was like, okay, we don't want no more people to die. They obviously fear this. They obviously get violent off of this. Let's go back towards the women thing. So that's why more nymph stories and nymphomaniac and all that kind of stuff is more like women-based. And you don't really hear much about male nymphs because it stopped in ancient Greece. So, yes. Okay. So they're not humans. um, And they can't really pass for humans. They can try to shapeshift to humans, and some of them have uh, throughout the time. They've been documented as, like, being slightly, um, having slightly a unique undertone of, like, grayish, greenish, bluish, um, 
undertone to their skin where it's just like you can tell that's not a fucking human and it's like on top of that they cannot change the fact that they don't have an iris and a pupil so their eyes stay black um and then they still have pointy ears the only thing that's like really similar is like they have similar symmetry in their facial features um but it's like other than having similar uh symmetry to our faces it's like your eyes are still black and you have grayish bluish greenish skin and pointy ears no matter how much you try to shape shift into a human so that's one thing that they can't do so there's not like you know if you're like oh there's this girl that i know that she kind of sleeps around a lot and she she sounds like this person maybe she's a nymph no like she's not because like she wouldn't be able to pass and plus you would know and everybody in the world would know because her eyes will be fucking pitch black dark uh, with no iris or no pupil okay um they also have not yet been observed and recorded in true form but i feel like your grandpa or whoever you know not you you the person listening to this might not even be the person that was drawn to that ancestor story but the story of the ancestor uh, the grandpa and the fae involving the nymph the fairy and the dwarf that story in particular this grandpa's seen her in the true form so i don't know if he ever wrote the wrote about it or if he kind of um described it one day and people thought he was going crazy because he was getting older whatever it was he actually did see them in the true form and she lured him in she tried to but it did not work so um that's just something I wanted to mention that it's, it said it had never been recorded that anyone has ever observed him in their true form. But this person's ancestor that tapped in and gave me that reading let me know that they did see this nymph in their true form. And he was still able um, to uh, deny her of the sexual advances that she tried. So she's very powerful. Um, they shapeshift small things to make small changes in the environment like i said like fairies do to kind of like make you think you're eating an apple and you're really eating shit or something like that you know what i'm saying like um that kind of stuff and it's like they also like um the the bigger they can also shapeshift into like animals to protect certain environments so it's like if they see that like for example there's a a bunch of lumberjacks or something trying to cut down a bunch of trees and a construction crew or something, and then all of a sudden three grizzlies come out of nowhere. It's like, you know, they can shapeshift and do that. The only thing is, it's like, um, it's like the bigger the energy is that they shapeshift into, like a big grizzly bear, and that big grizzly bear has to attack and fight off things and stuff like that, fight off the threats. Um, when they shapeshift back into their nymph form, they're going to be exhausted and like tired and weaker after. So that is the only thing. It's like they use energy to shapeshift. It's not like magic. It's like energy. So it's like with the, um, the other fae, it's like they can use magic and it's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. And it's just like, it's nothing. But with them, it's like an energetic transformation. So I'm trying to think of like, I don't know. Is that how Wolverine is? no it could be like the hulk almost like i mean that's kind of it's not the same thing but it's like you know when he transforms his body and he goes into the hulk it's like he's in this energy then when he gets back and he goes back to um bruce i think that was the name bruce something like that i don't fucking remember um then it's like that's when um that's when it's like his uh 
he's like weaker and he's like tired and he got sleep and like eat and rest and shit like that he's all sweaty or whatever so it's like kind of like that like they use energy like he has to be very mad to go into the hulk it's like uh they have to be very defense like on defense and ready to attack and shit like that so that's the energy they use to transform into whatever and then by the end of them whooping that ass it's like they're tired um, they also have the gift of like a cuttlefish. So if you look up cuttlefish, they have certain like shape shifting abilities to color shift and shape shift certain patterns to like disguise um, or like to trick um, their enemies or like their apex predator fish type things that try to eat them. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Fuck. <laughs> but like the cuttlefish has certain like shape shifting abilities to like hide and to disguise themselves and the same abilities the nymph has um they use these abilities to like sneak attack and basically what they do is like they flicker their skin and like the patterns remember i said they have like hypnotic patterns on their skin so it's like they flicker their skin and like it's like a it's like a gleam of light bounces off their skin and like the patterns um and it causes like a flash to distract and um and like throw off the um enemy so that they can sneak attack them they also um when they're in like human form or like humanoid form um they have this hypnotic dancing that like lures their enemies to death um and that's basically like what i was explaining about like um pissing them off or lying to them the best way to get out of like okay so if you get caught up in a lie with them um, the best way to get out of it is just to be open, honest, and transparent, um, and explain your reasoning. Like, you know, don't keep trying to lie further to get out of it. It's not going to work. If you're like, okay, maybe I can, like, maybe she seems reasonable <laughs> and I can get out of this. Like, just be open, honest, and transparent, and that may, may be the way to save your life. Um, explain your reasoning and, like, why you lied in the first place and shit like that. You know what I mean? Um... Yeah, so their sexuality goes all the way back to their ancient origins. Like I said, like past ancient Greece, but ancient Greece was like that time period where they were like, okay, let's introduce the male nymphs and see what's up. And then it's like it wasn't um, uh, accepted as much as they thought it would be. Um, But they're very sexually active, as in Faye, like like okay for example the fairy that i just mentioned before them you can't really have sex with a fairy bro like they're like tiny beings and you know shit like that but it's like um they are like full-fledged humanoid like they could be humanoid sizes like you know what i'm trying to say like uh how tall they are how thick we are shit like that like they're very humanoid so it's like um they can sleep with us they have our type of uh genitalia and things like that um and them sleeping with um other people has nothing to do with mating needs like the fae the fairies for example it's like you know they did it for classism and uh, gift swamping and sharing and things like that for generational things for them it's like um they're not doing it to mate with you at all like there's actually um no human offspring mixed with nymph there's no half human half nymph children so if somebody that's listened to this has a friend or you believe this or a family member that believes like oh i sleep with these people because i'm a fairy and i'm a nymph fairy and all that no you just a hoe you ain't no nymph fairy girl you just a hoe there's no such thing as half this half that they can't have children with us so that's that's kind of like 
one of the um I guess theories or um yeah I guess theories of why people think they're so sexually free and you know open is because it's like they can't have they can have children with their own kind you know what I mean obviously if there's several of them they clearly mate with their own but it's like when it comes to us it's just like they're open with it because they know they can't have children with this so it's just like oh fuck as many humans as we can like oh why not just throw it at them (laughs) you know what I mean like (laughs) so it's kind of like you know they kind of it's just like you know it's like uh they don't discriminate they're sexually active they don't discriminate they they do it for an experience um also their mating times happens during like um spring they do like they gather they gather together and do like a mating celebratory dance. There's multiple nymphs gathered together and like you know they do their dance and like lure each other in and you know get it in or whatever. And it's like they come back in autumn to celebrate the births. So all of those that was in spring doing their dance, they come back in autumn and it's like they all have their children around the same time or something like that. And then it's, like, um, they're also, like, getting the families and the new families and the new nymphs and stuff prepared for the winter. And then so on and so forth. So that's kind of, like, how they um, do their mating. So it's, like, um, yeah, has nothing to do with you guys. And there's no half babies or anything like that. Um, So, yeah, I hope that helped you guys understand a little bit more about fairies and nymphs and, you know, all their things that they do the nymphs are very interesting they're actually kind of cool i think they're cool to to me to be honest because it's like you know um i I never looked at nymphs as like um bad like if they want to have sex let them have sex they're not even human you know what i mean but it's like they get this bad name and then like they then like people turn their name and like use them to talk about strong women and shit like that like to me, I never um, judged them or I never judged the name of nymphs. So it's like the older I got and I started to understand sexuality and, and all that kind of stuff and like um, misogyny and like um, double standards and stuff. I just never um, had a bad energy towards nymphs or the word nymph or anything like that. So it's like it's really cool to like hear the background of it on a fey perspective and like see you know, kind of how they do things and, like, the fact that they're just so open. They're like, fuck, we can't get pregnant by you guys. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Like, that's hella funny to me. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's cool. Like, they can't get pregnant by us. Cool. That's what's up, you know? They're not tripping, but it's like they don't judge. You know, they don't have a judgment. Like, oh, she slept with 150 men. That's on that nymph. That's on her. You know, I think that's cool. That's respect. You know what I mean? Like, it's not your business. Humans are so worried about each other's businesses and shit. Like, what we worry too much about who the next person's sleeping with and stuff, you know? So I do, I feel like I do appreciate the nymphs, like, introducing, I guess, new waves into this world. Even if they are the ones that introduced homosexuality way back in ancient Greece. Cool! Like, you know, there's maybe some people like that shit that's on them, but it's like at least you introduce the idea to the fucking culture, you know, like, some people, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it came through slavery and stuff, no, this actually came from way more than one place, it's natural, it's, it's coming from and stemming from, honestly, if you really want to know the truth, we have masculine and feminine energies within 
each of us. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're a male or female. You have masculine and feminine energies in your body. And you also were these energies before this incarnation. So if you're a female in this lifetime, there's lifetimes or probably several lifetimes that you lived out as a male. And same thing as a, you know, vice versa. The more lifetimes you lived as a male, the more masculine your energy is. The more lifetimes you lived as a woman, the more feminine your energy is naturally. So those that are like born and they're like, I was born gay. I was born this. I was born that. I'm a male in a female's body. All that shit. That's not crazy. It's because they can't quite explain it the way that I'm explaining it, you know. But it's like they remember that shit. I'm, I was just a man. They, it's like they remember something. You know what I'm saying? It ain't crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with them. I feel like, you know, they could maybe learn a little bit more about past lives and stuff and understand a little bit more about themselves. But ain't nothing wrong with these people. They just remember that they've always been this male energy. And this might be the first time they're in a female body. And this shit's fucking weird. And they don't want to do it. And they want to change their, uh, you know, they want to change shit and all that kind of shit. That's on them. But it's like, I do appreciate the species or the fae folk of the nymphs. Because it's like you introduced some type of freedom to people. It's like, you know what I mean? This is, you, this is... You, you you don't only get one lifetime. You get more than one lifetime. But it's like, live out your lifetime. If that's what you're attracted to, be attracted to that shit. The fuck? If you're hiding in the closet and you're listening to this, maybe this is your, your, this is your outing. You know what I mean? But, like, be yourself. Be yourself. Don't let nobody else judge you. Because if you can hear a whole species of nymphs stopped, <laughs> stopped what they were doing in ancient Greece because they were um, in fear of being killed and murdered and stuff like that it's like i don't know i just feel like this is a call for somebody that's hearing it like you don't this is to into 2022 2022 and it's like there's a lot more difference there's a lot more acceptance and things like this so if you do feel like that don't let your energy die off do you fuck everybody else you might resonate with the nymphs you may feel like you know I'm I'm invigorated. I'm into sex. I'm I want to express myself. Then do that. You feel me? And this is definitely 18 and up because I ain't giving nobody under this any advice. But if you're 18 and older, be your fucking self. Be attracted to whoever you're attracted to. Okay. Take this as some type of life lesson, some type of learning lesson, some type of step in the right direction. Especially if you're trying to come out the closet. Be yourself. Don't let nobody else try to dictate or tell you who to be. Whether you're gay or not. If they're just trying to tell you what job to work, what to feed your kids, what person to marry, be your fucking self, okay? And that's the whole purpose, and that's why I'm so passionate about fairy tales and learning about fae folks and things like that, because it's like they all have different purposes, they all have different meanings, and a lot of the fairy tale stories and things that were passed along have the same thing so that's why i am so passionate about bringing it back i love you guys thank you for listening i hope that helped you guys understand them a little bit more and hopefully it helped you crack some funnies because like that was very interesting thank you for your support until next time peace